Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we picked a bad book. We, I picked a bad book. <laughs> Please don't stop listening. We're going to make it up to you. We're going to make it up to you by ripping this book to shreds. Well, we're going to rip this book apart. I have a fun game for us to play. And I thought we had to give some like behind the scenes info on how we started the podcast. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to make it worth your while. We're sorry if we made you read this book. We read it too. I'm so mad at Becca still. Yep. Yep. It's not great. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Grace, what's your high? Um, So my high is that tomorrow um, I'm leaving for another yoga retreat. So we always record a little bit in advance, but I am obsessed with yoga. I hadn't planned on doing one so close to Cuba, but like right after I got back, my favorite instructor at SkyTing, which his name is Christopher Golden. So if you, this is not sponsored, I'm not sponsored by SkyTing at all, by the way. I just like legitimately love SkyTing yoga. So Christopher announced that he was teaching a retreat out in Sag Harbor and I just booked it. And I'm so excited. Um, his classes are amazing. He's helped me a lot with like my inversions and all of that. And I think it's going to like really help. Is there a theme? Do yoga retreats have like a certain thing that you're working on? No. Um, but he's really good with inversions. Um, his classes are amazing because he is really big on meditation, but also like really hard work. So you work super hard in his classes and I feel like I've gotten a lot stronger since like making a point to go to more of his classes. But, yeah, there's no theme. Um, How much yoga do you do on a yoga retreat? So every morning you have, like, a light breakfast. Then from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. there's a meditation and, like, a 90-minute yoga class. And then um, you go to the beach during the day or you work or you do whatever you want. Um, Read. The house is, like, on this beautiful little property in Sag Harbor. It has a nice backyard with a hammock, and I, like, cannot wait to lay down in that. And then in the afternoon you come back and – there is a yoga class, I think, from like 5 to 7, and then dinner. Okay. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. It's just like really relaxing and just a really good way to focus on your practice while also being by the beach. Do you know what books you're bringing with you? Oh, yes, I do, actually. So I started – now I'm going to – I feel like I shouldn't tell you because then I'm not going to have anything to say in the last question. Okay. You can save it. I'm going to save it for the end, but okay. I do know. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Becca? So my high was that I was at one of my best friend's weddings over the weekend. So I went up on Thursday and the wedding was on Sunday and I just got back yesterday. Today's Tuesday. So I was there from Thursday to Monday and it was so nice. It was, first of all, I've been having kind of a shit summer. So it was really nice to have something happy to celebrate. And then second of all, um, it was one, it's one of my best friends from college and a A lot of our friends live in Boston, but then a few of our friends have kind of spread out across the country. So my friend Ashley, whose wedding it is, lives in San Francisco. One of our really good friends lives in Chicago. Another one of our friends lives in Austin. I live in New York. So it's really nice when we have an excuse to all get together. So it was so nice. The wedding was beautiful. And my bridesmaids dressed fit. If you listen to last episode with my tailoring. Thank God. Uh, I immediately spilled something on it at the reception. So in half of the pictures, it looks like I like drooled on myself, but that's okay. That's Um, okay. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm just happy to have something happy. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Um, 
to have something happy. Weddings are so much fun. Like I feel like the best part of weddings is just that they get your either your family or your friend group all together in one place because as we get older, it's so hard to see everyone. Yeah, totally. I really want somebody I know to get married soon so that I have an excuse to party with all my friends. Can you get married? It, it's not looking great for the immediate future. <laughs> I don't. We're gonna, that's going to be our project for this, this winter. We're going to get you married. I don't think I have any immediate term <laughs> marriage prospects, but yeah, we'll see. We'll never see. Never say never. Never know. Could be a good podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your low. Oh, my low is I am overloaded with work, but I mean, what else is new? Also, Christina, my little angel who's been helping me all um, since June, got a real job. And I'm kind of responsible for that, and I'm really happy for her. But she's leaving me at the end of August, um, and she's going to work for Sakara, which I love. And I knew, like, I brought her to a meeting with me, and they offered her a job, like, basically within having met her because she's amazing, and she's also super into wellness and, like, all things fitness, and she's a vegan, so it's, like, a perfect fit. But she's leaving me. But I feel like it was good karma because last week this really cute girl reached out wanting to be my intern. And she's here for the whole fall semester. Oh. And so she's going to start on Christina's last week. So they're going to kind of – she'll shadow Christina and Christina will, like, teach her all of the things that she has to do. And I'm hoping that that works out. Look at you being a boss lady. I know, such a boss lady. I just feel bad because I think hiring help as a blogger is tricky. It's not a career path. I don't think anyone's long-term goal is to be a blogger assistant. Right. But I do think that there is such value in it with the connections. Yeah, totally. And look, like Christina worked for you for two months and got such a dream job. Yeah. Working for Grace is a great stepping stone. Yes, you'll get a good job out of it, but you will have to like set up blog posts and like help me respond to DMs. It's like kind of... Kind of boring stuff, but I'm fun. Well, I'm glad you have somebody new. What's her name? Her name is Cassidy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I almost said Chastity because I was thinking of my friend Chastity from Look Like Girl Love, but Cassidy. Great. Well, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to meet her. Yeah. What about you? So my low is that my emotional eating tour is catching up to me, and I'm just feeling really unhealthy. And I think this weekend it all kind of came to a head because I got to Boston, which is where the wedding was, or the wedding was actually in New Hampshire, but we stayed in Boston um, on Thursday and we went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so I just was like such a glutton. And where did you go before the rehearsal dinner? Where did you go? I went to Chili's. I know. We had time between the (laughs) rehearsal at the venue and the rehearsal dinner. I think Chili's Chili's needs to sponsor this podcast. Oh my God, it would be my dream. And we got wine and chips and salsa because Chili's has the best salsa. I do not know why it's not sold in stores. It's so delicious. I don't remember what their salsa tastes like. Oh my God, it's so good. It's like one of those really thin salsas. Oh, I like thin. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to make my parents take me when I go to Cape Cod. Love Chili's. My high school boyfriend and I went to Chili's for like every romantic date. I like pretty much if I'm in an airport and there's a Chili's, I always go and get, they have good salads. They have like a buffalo chicken salad. That's good. Oh, that's like one of my guilty, like my yeah. favorite things is, a, yeah. is buffalo chips chicken. and salsa anything. are so good. So anyway, I've had Chili's four times in the past four weeks. I mean, I have a valid excuse. You do. But I'm just starting to feel really unhealthy. When I was in Florida, I didn't work out that much because I'm more of a group exercise person and there weren't really classes where I was. So Mm. it's just kind of all catching up with me. And I feel like it's time that I need to start eating healthier and get back into workout. So 
I'm really excited. I've been in New York five days non-consecutively out of the past four weeks. And so I'm really excited to be here for, I think, about 10 days in a row before we go to Mexico so that I can, you know, work out and not go on a diet. Like, I don't want to be really strict with myself because I'm you know, still going through a hard time and I don't want to turn it into like another negative in my life, but diets are stupid. Well, so I have no endorsement of this positive or negative, but on my way here, I downloaded this really stupid little app. It's like not even an app. It's called the 80, 20 diet. And basically what you do is there's two buttons in the app. And after you eat something, you say whether it was a healthy meal or an unhealthy meal. And then it calculates what ratio of healthy to unhealthy meals you have. And you try to aim for 80, 20. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I overestimate how good I'm being and then tell myself that I deserve a treat, even though it's basically that I've had one healthy meal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought this would be good to kind of in an easy way, keep myself honest to be like, okay, I want to eat a little healthier. I don't want to count calories. I don't want to go on a cleanse. I don't want to do anything really restrictive, but just to kind of like eyeball and be like, okay, am I being decently healthy? So yeah, I started it about 10 minutes ago using this app. So I have no. So does the wine that I made you drink today count as healthy or unhealthy? It's grapes. I mean, I think one glass of wine is fine. Yeah. I think when we went out the other week and, you know, Painted the town magenta. That was probably less healthy. <laughs> no, that was like double unhealthy. Yeah. But and I'm, I'm feeling a little gross. So I'm actually at that place where I'm feeling gross. So I'm excited to eat healthier and exercise. Like it's not a punishment. I'm like. Oh, I love that. I was that. amped to go to Pilates this morning. Yeah. I was excited to have a salad for lunch. So. Yeah. That's my low. But hopefully it's going in a good direction and I'm feeling good in a, you know, a week yeah. or so. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I always make you do desperation time. Should I be desperate today? Yes, be desperate. Guys, Desperation Minute is here. Please (laughs) leave us a rating or a review or ideally both in the iTunes store. Get creative with it. We love reading them. It helps people find us. It helps people know we're legit and that they want to listen to our podcast. So if you've been loving this podcast, we've been giving you all of this free entertainment And the thing that you can do for us is leave us a review. And if you're feeling extra nice or you've already left us a review, because I know so many of our listeners are angels and have, take a picture of yourself listening to this podcast on your phone and share it to your Instagram story and tag us and be our fake friends on the internet. We love talking to you on Instagram. We do. So that's desperation minute. I don't even think I went a whole minute. No, I think it was under a minute. Review, 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 review. Review, review, review. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, that's awful. Close enough to a minute. Yes. (laughs) Let's get in to this trash heap of a book. So. Oh, God. I feel like I need to give you some background, listener. So we picked this book because it sounded really cute and it was about podcasting and It got really good reviews on Goodreads. And I would like to hunt down all of these people that gave it four and five star reviews on Goodreads and shake them. Like, who are they? (laughs) Or I think they're actual teens. Here's the thing. The 
book has a good ending. So maybe they're people with short-term memory loss. So by the time they got to the end, they forgot how bad the beginning was. Yes. And gave it a good review. That could be it. I literally... Because I did feel better about the book after the ending. Yeah. But I felt angry that I suffered through, like, the first 100 and 200 pages, whatever we're going to call it. I literally cannot explain how anyone could give this a five-star review. It was bad. It was so bad. (laughs) I... DM me. I would like to give you a personal apology if you read this book because of us. I was Where's really my f- personal apology, Becca? Grace Atwood. <laughs> I'm deeply sorry about taking away the five hours of your life that it took you to read this book. Thank you. Apology accepted because I think I've read, made you read some bad books too. Well, we can't all be winners. I think I'm on probation from book picking. The good news is, is that I know... Our book in two weeks is awesome. It's awesome. So redemption is in sight. Yes. So Grace, tell me about the plot. Let's get into it. Alrighty, let's get into our summary. So we have Kate, and Kate is a high school junior. She's shy. She's more of a behind-the-scenes type of person. She loves her life on the lake, and she misses her ex-boyfriend who just moved to Texas with his family. Her outgoing best friend, Alana... Oh, that makes me think of our friend Ilana. I was talking to her this morning. She's much better than this Ilana. Yeah. Our bestie Ilana, who's another bottle bar girl, is is much better than this girl. But Ilana convinces her to take a podcasting class with her. So they have two brains they have they have blah. So they have to brainstorm ideas, and Kate suggests answering advice questions. She is then assigned to be the the co-host, which terrifies her. So this whole time, Kate and Alana are hanging out uh, quite a bit with these two boys. So first there's Frank, and Frank is the son of Kate's family's rival family. So they all live on this lake, and Frank's family owns a lot of the property on the lake, and that makes him their enemy. Yes. This other guy is Diego, and he is Alana's crush, And he works at the tutoring center where Kate's cousin goes. He seems quite boring, to be honest with you. Yeah. But they both like him. And honestly, every character in this book, I think Alana's like kind of spirited, but everyone's kind of boring. I think they all suck. Yeah. Onward. (laughs) So they start this podcast and it's not, the advice questions are anonymous. So a mystery caller starts calling in to talk about his crush. So the girls quickly realize that it's Diego because it's his voice. And they assume that he's talking about having a crush on Alana, but he's actually talking about having a crush on Kate. Big mix up. So uh, Kate starts to catch feelings for Diego because he's boring and she's boring. So, And this whole thing was super obvious the whole time. Right. And... We start to see that Diego has a lot more in common with Kate than Alana because they are boring people. Exactly. So then everything explodes at the fall festival. The fall festival, I thought it was a dance the whole time because you have to ask your crush um, to go with you. It's just a festival. So not a dance. It's like a carnival. Like a carnival, yes. But you bring a date, apparently. So when she accidentally outs her cousin. Wait, so they're recording a live podcast show at... The fall festival. At the fall festival. And Kate tells the audience live about her cousin's crush on this other guy who isn't important. Yeah. Okay, keep going. And so then things kind of explode and Kate finds herself all alone. Beca- no, wait. 
So her cousin, to get back at her, tells everyone that Kate has a crush on Diego. Yes. Sorry. That's what, that's what made the things explode. Yeah. So Alana's mad at Kate because Alana also has a crush on him. Liza's mad because she told everyone about the crush. Diego's mad because he finds out that they knew it was him all along because he was a dum-dum and thought that, like, this was his big secret. So how would he even think that it was a secret? Calling his crush, talking to his crush about his crush, like, in his voice, not disguising it. Let's, I was, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we're, we're we'll going to get, get there. there. We have our discussion. We're it's just a, in summary. It's a YA book, so of course it all gets resolved. Kate apologizes to her cousin. She makes up with Alana. They decide that may the best woman win, and whoever Diego likes gets the girl. Diego t- and Kate talk, and it turns out that he liked her all along. He was talking about her on the podcast. So they get together, but it's fine because Alana and Frank get together, and they all go on a boat. And run off into the sunset. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. What was your biggest problem with this book? I think my biggest problem with this book was that the character development was shit. Um, okay, I'm, I have so many problems, it's hard to pick one. It was the character development, but also the fact that it was, it's just completely implausible that Diego is calling his crush to talk about his crush like on air and expects that in a surprise that they know that it's him. Yeah, that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then also, it, it just was so boring. Like, the the first... It was very juvenile. It was so boring. I don't know if this is classified as, like, middle grade fiction, but this felt like something... Maybe that this a, was from middle school. Yeah, that, like, a middle schooler would read and be like, this is so swoony. This is what high school is like. Yeah, maybe. Can I tell you... What was your biggest problem with it? Yeah, I want to talk about my biggest problem. My biggest problem is that Kate's main interest that was talked about obsessively in this book was lake sports. I'm going to assume that you didn't read this book or if you started to read this book, you we hope you down. didn't read it. We're sorry. Lake sports. So I spent a lot of time being very confused about what lake sports was because first of all, that's the most niche interest that you could pick. And second of all, like, I don't know, are there multiple lake sports? Like is, is jets it, like, I, it seems like she was really into jet skiing like, what is it? Is water skiing a, a lake sport? Like, I'm sorry. This is just the most niche thing. It feels like the author spun a roulette wheel and, like, picked a random interest for this character that even the author didn't know that much about. Yeah. And, like, obsessively put it in. There's this one part. Oh, my God. I can't with this part. So <laughs> at one part, Kate is at the tutoring center talking to Diego while her cousin is being tutored, and they have a stack of magazines, and she's disappointed that they don't have a magazine specifically about lake sports in the pile. Kate, like, what is wrong with you? I go I go to the doctors obsessively. I go exactly on time. I go to the dentist every six months. I get my physical every year. Like, I am like clockwork. I've spent a lot of time in doctor's office waiting rooms. I have never seen a lake sports magazine there. It's like if I was upset that they didn't have a magazine about Persian cats. Right. Like, of course they don't, Kate. Yeah. Why would they have a lake sports magazine? <laughs> Like, if she was like, hey, they don't have a five-year-old issue of Time magazine, like, that would be a legitimate complaint. That would be something you would expect to find. They don't have highlights. Right. Uh. So this whole thing is about lake sports. Also, to keep going on lake sports, how, as a 16-year-old girl, is Kate that into lake sports? Like, don't you need a license to drive a jet ski? So 
I didn't think about that. Like, let's assume she's old for her grade. She's a junior, so let's say she's 17. I assume you need to be 16 to, to get a jet ski license. How long could you have been doing this? How obsessed could you be with this? This is not your whole life. It's not as if she's obsessed with soccer and has been playing soccer for 10 years. Like, you don't let a child drive a jet ski. This is such, this is so true and something I didn't Ugh. even think about. Ugh. Ugh. So the yeah. book had a lot of problems. A lot of problems. I will tell you that I thought it was very cool that the school had a podcasting class. I'm actually really curious if, if schools have podcasts. Well, that's like in college now you can major in social media. Wow. Like, like I think my high school had a radio station. So maybe this is the new equivalent of that. Yeah, I guess so. It we was, had a radio station. Yeah, it was really cool. So every year, the class that was in this podcasting class picked a new topic, and they made a podcast that like kept growing on the following from the years before. I thought it was. I thought that was cool. Yeah, but how did the teacher know about podcasting? Oh my god, that's another huge question I have. So this teacher, Mrs. Lyons. Yeah, who seems old? Who seems old and is kind of a bitch. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, she was not nice. Somehow is teaching this class about podcasting. And I will tell you that in the past month especially, I found myself talking to a lot of kind of strangers who are older people. Oh, it? all my parents' friends when I was home on yeah. Cape Cod. What's a podcast? Like, Yeah, I like... I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's a radio show, but you download it onto your phone. And they're like, well, where do I get it? And I'm like, well, there's an app on your iPhone. And they're like, I don't have an iPhone. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. My my parents wanted to, just teaching them how to get it on their iPhones. I was like, just don't, don't listen. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, it's going to be complicated. Yeah. So, but Mrs. Lyons somehow knows all about podcasting and it's never explained how. Yeah. Like, does she have a podcast? Was she previously in radio and now is just getting with the times? Like, how did she learn about this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I do think it's cool that they have a class. And, like, good for Mrs. Lyons for knowing about podcasting. Yeah. I feel like it's a kind of learn-by-doing thing. So I like to think that maybe she has a podcast about, I don't know what. She had no character development, so yeah, I don't so know what else she's interested There's in. There's nothing. We don't know. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, Becca, what do you do generally when you start a bad book? Do you push through it? So I have a system because I read on Kindle. So on Kindle, you can download a sample before you buy the book. And the sample is usually the first. Some, some are longer than others. It's usually 20 or 30 minutes of a book. So I don't know. Like Okay. 40 pages or something. Okay. So I'll read that. And if I like the sample, I'll buy the book. But once I buy the book, I'm really stubborn and I usually try to keep going. Okay. Sometimes like, oh, so with uh, text me when you get home and not even because it's bad, just because I, I have so much trouble getting myself into nonfiction. I, it, it kind of just sits on my back burner and I keep reading other books instead of reading that one. And it, I may have to just accept that I'll never read that book. I do that too. But if I'm reading a novel, I will stick with it. Okay. And I don't know why I do this because what do I get for reading a book that I don't enjoy? But because I've spent the money, I somehow feel like I need to, I guess. Yeah. What do you do? Do you stop? It depends. I've started to just stop. So when I was in Asia, I was reading um, The Favorite Sister 
And I really like that author, and I wanted to give it a fair chance, so I did power through. Um, did, well, you were also in Asia. You had limited books Yeah, I had you. limited books with me. So if I finished it, like, I finished all, every book. I packed five or six books for Asia, and I read them all, so I would have been out of a book. Then when I got back, I started a book called Indecent, and I hated it so much. I hated the protagonist, and I was just like, you know what? I have a stack, like, practically up to my ceiling of books to read. I'm getting rid of this. So I did. It was very liberating. There you go. There you go. I think yeah. I would have stopped this or not read it in I the I would have totally stopped this. If I yeah. had not picked this book for the podcast. I got a few DMs saying I couldn't. I couldn't suffer through. I had to stop. I'm so sorry. Please DM me too. I will personally apologize to you. (laughs) The thing I will say though, is that the book got very good at the end, which was also mind boggling because the author clearly had it in her. It wasn't somebody who was bad at this, but why was the beginning so bad? Like I'd say the last third was really really good I would say the last fifth was really really good okay but it was like you were holding out on us like you clearly know how to write you know how to like make a plot and have drama and twists and things and then but you like made us suffer for so long right and you made us suffer some books I feel like go really deep into character development so you have to read a ton to get to the meat of it Uh it wasn't even like that all I know about Kate is that she likes lake sports, which is a very vague interest mm-hmm. that I, was not well explained to me. Yep. I, 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 we still don't know much about them even after the ending. Yeah. But the, the last part was cute. It was cute. It resolved well. Yeah. It was cute. It was. I had flashbacks to all the boys I've loved while reading this. Like, that was better than this, but um, it was just, they were both just so slow. I feel like it's not. I, that one wasn't as slow as this one. No. I actually enjoyed that one. This I think one you don't like it because slow. it was so saccharine. Yes. I think this one is similar to that just in that it is meant for young people. It is yeah. not the type of YA. Like middle school. That adults. It had me questioning if I actually like YA because I'm starting to wonder if I only like the YA books that are like dystopian in some way. But you've liked a lot of the ones that we've read that aren't dystopian. Yeah. But think of my favorites, like The Selection. Then, like, all the other the books that are movies now, like Hunger Games and, like, that whole, all that but stuff. But I wouldn't call The Thousandth Floor dystopian necessarily. Or futuristic. Like, dying. Or okay. if it's, like, futuristic. Okay. There has to be, like, some kind of future element. Or, but I did love, um, what is that terrible series we read? Paper oh my Princess. god, Paper Princess. And you loved A Million Junes, which is a love story. But it's that not was magic. Future whatsoever. That had magic. So maybe there just has to be like dirty sex, magic, or some sort of futuristic element. Okay. I don't know. Well, we this already... This was boring. I don't want to read any more books about high school. We already picked our book for in two weeks, but you can pick the next one. We should do that soon. We should pick our next batch yeah, of books. Yeah, and announce them. And announce them because I know people like to get ahead. So maybe after we finish this, we can pick a couple more books. Yeah. And you can pick something that's futury or murdery or sexy or dystopian. Perfect. Can't wait. <laughs> Great. Great. So I know we promised people last week that we would kind of give a compare and contrast to how the how podcasting in this book is similar or different than our podcast. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to do some podcast history and talk about why we decided to start a podcast because it, it didn't seem like something we can talk about in the first episode because we didn't really have a podcast yet. Yeah. So being like really egotistical and talking about how we decided to start it would be weird. Yeah. So we started it. I really wanted to expand into podcasting for the blog and I wasn't sure how to do that. And then I thought about like who would be a good partner for it. And I was like, Becca, do you want to do a podcast? Well, I feel like it started because we both love crummy books. So yes. I'd recommended the selection to Grace because yes. I couldn't stop reading it. And like a background on our friendship, like we've just always like loved kind of shitty books. Like anytime we're together. Like we talked about this in the selection episode. It was New Year's Eve and she's like, I have the best book for you. And I ordered the selection and then spent like the whole rest of my weekend in bed reading it. Yeah. So we definitely have common interests, but Grace asked me to do this podcast with her and it was actually really fortuitous timing because it was around New Year. So I was very much in a place of say yes to new things, try yeah. something new. She was definitely skeptical. She's like, what are we going to like? What? Uh. I was super skeptical. I was like, who wants? I'm just an idiot who wants to listen to me talk on a podcast. And, and I, I remember, was like, we're fascinating. Everyone will want to listen to us. Well, I remember <laughs> that I went shopping right after you asked me with one of my friends and she listens to a lot of podcasts and I was like Molly do you think that I can do this she's like yeah you're super entertaining like it'll be fun you should try it and I was kind of the Kate here where like I had really low expectations and I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be good at this but here we are in episode 17 so I guess it's kind of sticking yeah I'd say it's sticking but I remember I started to get excited about it when, okay, so two things. So first of all, when we first decided that we were going to start it, we went out to dinner one night and we showed up. We were at Seymour's. Do you remember this? Yes. And we both pulled out notebooks where we'd had like all these ideas yeah. that we'd already written down. We were like nerding out about mm-hmm. it. So I feel like once we got into the idea process in the book, they were like really scratching their heads to come up with a topic. But I feel like we were like. We have so many ideas. Like, yeah. Here's so many things we could do. I knew I wanted it to be about books because, like, that's something that we both love so much. And also on my blog, my reading lists are always, like, the most my most popular posts. Yeah. But we needed something else because doing a book a week is, yeah. is too much for most people and for us. I do probably read a book a week. Maybe not every week, but I probably read 52 books a year at least. Yeah. But that would mean all of my reading would be for the podcast. Yeah. I am that that would sometimes I think two young adult books a month is too much. Yeah. But um adding the advice was really smart. Yeah. And it's fun. I think that and you guys as as listeners tend to like the advice episodes better, I would say. Yeah. But it's really fun to get feedback, too. Like, we added in adult books because people in the Facebook group were suggesting it. So I really like that it's kind of an iterative process where people give us feedback and write back to us, and we can kind of continually adapt it. It's not, like, it's not as static as, like, if we were writing a book, we couldn't just change the book halfway through. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you were this author, you could. Yeah. But Uh, I like that we can continue to, like, change it and do different things from week to week. Agreed. So that's kind of a little, a little backstory. backstory, but similarities and differences. Well, the first thing I'll say is that there are a whole lot more people working on their podcasts than there are on ours. Oh yeah. It was like the whole class. But it never really got into what the rest of the class was actually doing. It kind of did. So everyone had duties. So I think there were people who were producing it, who were working on the equipment 
while they were actually recording. Mm -hmm. Kate and Victoria were the hosts. Somebody was in charge of marketing and social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, People were in charge of research for it. I have no idea what they researched because it was an advice show, but they did. And then there were people who edited it. Yeah. It made me feel very important because Grace and I do everything ourselves. Yeah, we do. We're very smart. So we're the equivalent of a whole high school class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I learned. (laughs) That's what I learned. That's really making me feel pretty good about myself. The other thing I'll say is that at one point, I felt like this was really realistic, is that Kate was really nervous because on the first episode, nobody called in with questions. And that was my biggest fear when we first started, that nobody would send us questions and we would have to make them up or we would just be, you know, dum-dums who after two episodes had to be like, well, we're not doing advice anymore because nobody wants our advice. I don't think, I I didn't have that fear because I've done like Q&A blog posts before. Mm. And people just like love like love asking questions. Maybe so, you're the Alana and I'm the Kate here. Maybe we are. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But in the book, everyone at the school wanted their advice. Um, in our life, everyone we know still thinks we're idiots. Yep. So that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I will say at this wedding that I was at this weekend, I brought the Mega Babe thigh chafe stick. Oh, how was it? Well, it was so hot at this wedding. And so, and the dress was like fully lined satin. So I bought it, I brought it with me and I made a, I told all the bridesmaids, I was like, use this. It's going to help you. I like really forced my advice down their throats. But afterwards, everyone was like, oh my God, that saved me. Yeah. So. You're basically a blogger now. I'm not actually, nobody's soliciting my advice, but I'm just pushing it down people's throat. But I'm right. You're right. I don't know how that makes me feel. Anyway, so because we put you through this somewhat painful book experience, I thought it would be really fun to play a game. Yay, games. Okay, so I'm calling this game Judge a Book by Its Cover. Here's how it's going to work. So we each picked two books. We did a little prep before. We're going to show each other the cover and the title, and based off of that, the other person has to guess what genre the book is and what the plot of the book is. And then afterwards we'll read you the summary and we can see how right or wrong we were. All right, Grace, you're going to guess first. Here is a book called The Cheerleaders by, I think it's Kaza Thomas. It could be Kara. It's kind of hard to read the script. So I am going to guess that The Cheerleaders takes place in high school because Becca loves books. Um, Becca loves books that take place in high school. There is a skirt on the cover of it. So I'm going to guess that this has something to do with cheerleader fashion. So actually, I'm going to go in a totally different direction with this. I think this is about male cheerleaders. So that's my guess. What happens to the male cheerleaders? A lot of drama. It's like a young adult book, but these men, these boys are cheerleaders and they wear these skirts, and it's like a whole like gender positive movement, and it's really empowering. Okay, that's not even close. So the thing that you missed is that there are sp- splatters of blood all over the cover. Oh, so, I thought that was like artsy and like splatter no. paint. So it's a young adult thriller where oh my God, can all we of read the cheerleaders this? have died five years ago. There was a car accident. Oh, shit. 
One of them committed suicide. Some of them were murdered. And so they stopped having cheerleaders. But then there's one left. They disbanded the cheerleaders and there's one left and bad things start happening to her. So she knows whatever was hap- whatever was going on isn't over yet. So it seems very like Pretty Little Liars. Ooh. Like murdery. Okay. So you were not close. It was not close. Show me one of yours. Okay. So Grace is showing me a picture of, or not a picture. She's showing me the book, The Summer Wives by Beatrice Williams. And there's one of my favorite of, authors. There's kind of an old fashioned lady on the front. She looks like she's from the forties or fifties and she's on an ocean. So I think this book is about men who have affairs with women at their summer home. So like maybe it's in Nantucket and um, a man is having an affair while his wife is off taking care of their children. But then they, they sunset the affair at the end of every summer, but start it up again the next summer when they come back. And finally his summer wife tells the husband, he gives her, she gives him an ultimatum that he needs to leave his wife for her. Am I close at all? No. So, being a Beatrice Williams book, it's historical fiction. Um, And this takes place um, in New England in, like, the late... I said Nantucket. Yeah, but it's not. And I said an old-fashioned lady, so it was, like, in the 40s. Okay, keep going. Okay, well, this deals with, um, again, like, a wealthy woman. Um, She's... It's 1951. She shows up. Um, she's like in high society, dealing with the loss of her father after the war, um, and it re- it's like the story of this woman and her sister. But I don't know why it's called Summer Wives. Like, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Ugh, I haven't was, read it. That was cheap because I feel like there was a reason why my book was called The Cheerleaders. Like, it gave you a hint. You you made up this game. I didn't accurately prepare. Okay, fine. I'm going to show you my next one. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so this is a book, and it says, From the Corner of the Oval by Beck Dory Stein. This one's actually been getting a lot of buzz. Do you know what this is about? Uh -uh. Okay. I'm guessing that it takes... that. I have no idea, so I'm going to make something up. So this is a thriller that takes place in modern day in the Trump administration. And it's about a spy who is watching him and recording him from the corner of the Oval Office. So that is, first of all, not a bad guess. It has it has nothing to do Kind of like Fire with. and Fury, but like a like a thriller. Okay, it has the font just screams thriller. You're not you're not close at all, but that sounds like a book I would like to read. I would love to so read a book where Trump gets murdered. So congratulations on inventing a great book. Thanks. This is a memoir. Oh. Um, about somebody who worked in the Obama White House, and it's a behind the scenes look at all of like the drama and intrigue, and she uh, has an affair with somebody who's a DC insider. And is this true? Yeah. Oh, and it's I'm all of like this. the intrigue about it says a woman making unlikely friendships, getting her heart broken, learning what truly matters and discovering her voice in the process. But it's a true story. It's a memoir. She's a stenographer for Obama. So he, she like writes the minutes oh, okay. for everything that happens 
in public meetings. Um, I'm going to need to read that. Okay. Give All me right. your last book. The last one. Okay. So Grace is showing me a book called The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. And it has a photo of a girl wearing a collared shirt. And it's like in a blue tone. She looks kind of like an alien. So this woman is definitely a murderer. And she is a pathological liar who is uh, making friends with other women and then killing them. And she moves from town to town and she finally found a town she liked, but she's told too many lies to keep straight. So she has to murder her new friend too. Oh no. In order to save herself from being caught. I mean, this sound, that sounds like a book that I would love. Tell me what so this book is actually off. about. So this one, this is, um, Riley Sager is the author of final girls, which is a book that I really loved. Um, And so all of her books are generally like murder mysteries. So you're not far off there. But this one actually is about summer camp. Oh, it's a too close up photo. I couldn't tell that girl was in summer camp. No, she doesn't look like she's in summer camp. I thought she was a business lady. She looks like an alien, angry business lady. She does not look like a summer camper. But um, a young woman returns back to her childhood summer camp to uncover the truth about a tragedy that had happened there. 15 years ago. So she's she's a young woman in this. She's oh, not okay. a camper. But she goes back to find out what happened. Well, I think we learned that you can't judge a book by its cover. Neither yeah. of us did very well. And I thought the cheerleaders might be an easy one to start with. Yeah, given that there's blood on the cover. But I just looked at it and I was like, that looks artsy. But <laughs> that's um, why I made it like about male cheerleaders. Hopefully us being silly helped <laughs> redeem this episode a little bit. Let yeah. us know what you thought. Tell us if you like the game or if you don't, if you want us to keep playing. If you have ideas for new games, we're... Yeah, we're up for it. We're up for it. Yeah. Let's get into obsessions. Okay. Becca, what are you obsessed with? I have two. So the first thing is when I was in Florida, I bought this Loeffler Randall purse. It is kind of stone gray, off-whitey, and then it has rainbow rickrack on it, and you have matching sneakers to mm-hmm. it. I saw it on your Instagram. It's very cute. So I have been obsessed with this bag, and I wanted it since when it came out, but it was $450, and that felt like a lot to spend on a novelty rainbow purse. However, I bought it on sale for $180. Good job. Which is still... It's still expensive. It's still expensive, but it's over 60% off, and I wanted it really badly, and it is bringing me so much joy. I love a good sale purchase. I love the joy of getting something that you already wanted. Not like going to a sale rack and just finding something great, but like something that you've been eyeing goes on sale. I love that. So I felt very gratified. My second obsession is I'm doing Duolingo. So Duolingo is a language app. Oh. And I decided I wanted to brush up on my Spanish before we go to Mexico. Oh, good. You're going to be our translator. Yeah. And it's free, which is really exciting. And there's, like, little courses, and you can click into the ones you want. So there's one for restaurants. There's ones for travel. This sounds like an ad. It's not an ad. It's not an ad. I'm just, like, dorky and really excited about this. But um, I studied abroad in college in Madrid, and I used to be fluent in Spanish. But... I have stopped using Spanish, and so now it's gone. And um, 
it's nice to have a little refresher and it's kind of gamey so it's fun but I'm really obsessed with it and I didn't know that it was free. I would have done it a long time ago if I knew that it That's didn't really cost That's really nice that it's free. Yeah, because I had Rosetta Stone a while ago. Yeah, me too. And I did the first one for French. And then I was like, oh, it's like $170. I don't want to buy the second one. Yeah, it's expensive. It's really good, but it's expensive. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm obsessed with. What are you obsessed with? Oh, I have some good ones. So first of all, it was the Nordstrom anniversary sale this week and last. If you read any fashion blogs at all, you know this. But it's over. It's No, it um, opens to the public on Friday. So it'll be like it'll have already opened when this episode airs. Okay, so people, the, the sale, people can still get the things that you're talking yes. about on sale. So I don't know how familiar y'all are with Barefoot Dreams, but it's magical. So I have this cardigan. I actually got it last year, but the sale made me remember how much I love this cardigan. It feels like one of those, like, velour blankets that you probably had in college. Um, It's so soft. It's basically my security blanket. I love it so much. I also, during the sale, so last year I bought the cardigan. This year I bought myself the wrap, which Becca is wearing right now. I lent it to her. I had to take it off, though. It was hot. Yeah, it's hot in here. It's like 85 degrees outside. It's not. Yeah, it's not It's not really Barefoot Dreams weather, but it's fine. Okay. And I bought the socks this year. Ooh. They're so soft. The so socks soft. I could really get on board with. Yeah, they're amazing. They're so, so soft. And my other obsession is my new straw. So I love this thing so much. I wish I could show it to you all through the microphone. But it's this little box, and you put it in your purse or on your. You can use it as a keychain, whatever. So you always have it with you. And inside is a foldable, collapsible metal straw. So I, I like hate drinking beverages without a straw. Like I hate it. I don't like hot beverages. I don't. I just need a straw at all times. But I have this constant guilt about what I'm doing to the environment because you see videos of sea turtles with straws up their nose and you, you learn that, like, that's the thing that's in the, in the ocean the, the most. It's, it's, it's really sad and I've stopped using them. But I've been miserable without my straws. So now I have this foldable metal straw and it's like four little parts. They all snap together and they make a straw. And I can take it with me. It comes with this little, like, brush that can help you clean it out. Um, obviously you have to rinse it in between, but it's wonderful. It's my new baby. I'm it's nice so that happy that case. I have it. It has a little case. Because I've seen um, reusable straws before, but then yeah. my question is always, what do you do with it? Like, I have reusable straws in my apartment. I bought these, like, fun plastic ones ages ago. They're, like, re- thicker, like, reusable plastic striped ones. And I've had those, but I can't take them out of the house Yeah, with like, me. if you went and got coffee... Like, if you put that in your purse, then it would be wet after. Yeah, it's gross. So it has a little case. Yeah, so we'll see cool. how I do with this. But I'm so happy to have a straw. That's I exciting. love straws. I hate, hate, hate drinking anything without a straw. So I'm really happy I have this. That's exciting. It was, a, it was like a really great day when it came. Awesome. Tell me what you're obsessed with on Instagram. So my obsession is actually a store in New York, and it's called Let There Be Neon. So I really, really want, like, my next big purchase that I make is going to be a neon sign for my stop apartment. Stop it, Grace. Just stop it. I also picked a neon sign thing, and I didn't look yours up. What? I, when I read the notes, I didn't even. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I don't funny. know. Like, I thought. 
I thought you were going to make fun of me for being basic for wanting a neon sign. I was like, but Becca, they're cool. No, I also picked a neon sign thing. Oh, my God. I need to follow yours. Oh, my God. This is so weird. I swear to God that we didn't plan this. We're just really on the same wavelength. Whoa. Keep going. So it's called Let There Be Neon, and they have it's an amazing store um, in... Where is it? It's in Tribeca. And if you go, I like go, it's really cool. They do a lot of Tracy Emmons stuff for her. They do a lot, like basically all of the neon signs all over the city. But they also take private orders. And I want to like trace something in my own handwriting. I just can't figure out what to say. It's like, it's like, it feels like as big of a commitment as getting a tattoo because it's expensive to have this sign made. And it's like something I'll have forever. So it needs to be a cool saying. And I can't decide what to do, but I love this Instagram account. It's full of inspiration and, like, just, like, beautiful neon stuff. Grace, I can't believe that we both picked neon sign things. That's so weird. I'm going on to yours now. So I picked a different neon sign company called Name Glow. What Um, in the actual fuck? Glow is just G-L-O. Oh, my God. I didn't know that Grace's was also a neon sign company. They're, like, competitors. I'm looking at it right now. They're literally competitors. They are competitors. Something the same way that Kate from this book loves lake sports it cannot be explained i love neon signs i love them too and i love neon signs that say snarky things so i just this makes me really happy i feel like i like all of their posts whenever i see them yeah their stuff is good and they have like shapes too like they have ones that's like boobs they have ones that are the poop emoji like i think they're very funny oh i love this Grace, this is so weird that we both picked neon sign things i know what is it saying shared interest yeah it's very weird but i love it I'll also just like add to this because I feel like I cheated even though I didn't that I still love Stacks the Long Boy from last week and if you've seen me in real life I've probably forced you to follow him because he is the cutest dog on the planet. So still hmm. on still on him. Yeah. All right. What are you reading, Becca? Okay. I'm reading this book that I'm really really enjoying so far. It I need to order this. Out. Hold on a second. Because I love this author. Okay. So I am reading a book called Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win. It came out yesterday. It's by Joe Piazza, who's the author of The Knockoff. And the book is basically like a Sheryl Sandberg type tech executive from Silicon Valley decides to move home to Pennsylvania and run for Senate. And so the whole book, it's it's funny, but it's also smart, and it's, like, a little soapy and intrigue, but it's it's good. And um, the whole premise is about what it takes for women to run for office and, you know, can women have it all. She has two young kids. She has a husband who you find out really early has had an affair. So um, it's I'm probably about a third of the way in, and I'm really enjoying it so far. And I'm really enjoying it, too, that... In the copy I have, there's an author's note that talks about how there's never been a book before about a woman running for office. What? And so I love that this is, you know, bringing that conversation, albeit fictional, into kind of like the discourse. So really enjoying it so far. I have a good feeling that it's going to keep being great because I do like this author. And that's what I'm reading. I am really, that's like on my list. I don't want to buy any more books because like, Literally, you've seen what my bedroom looks like right now. Like, there's a big to-read to, to pile, and then there's a pile in front of the to-read pile because the, the, the pile got so big that it fell over. Well, 
This one's worth it so far. I'll let you know when I finish, okay. but I would say buy this. So I'm reading two books. The first is called Therapy Mammals. And my one of my favorite yoga instructors told me to read it. It's very, very dark. It's funny. It's about this man who, like, his whole life is falling apart, and he realizes that he's an unwitting investor in a company, a tourism company, that capitalizes on, like, mass shootings in America, and they take people to, like, the sites of these big shootings. It's crazy. It's so weird and so dark, but I'm enjoying it so far. It feels like a David Sedaris book. So is it, like, a satire? A little, yeah. Okay. And then, for something lighter, I'm reading Ghosted, can I Which, tell you that I almost picked this book? I have it up on my screen right now for name. I know. Uh, judge a book I saw that in the notes. I was like, ooh, I already know what that is. You would have cheated. I would have cheated. You would have been like, so what Ghosted is about is Ghosted is about um, this woman and this man, and they have these like amazing seven days together while she's traveling. And they're like, we're going to stay in touch. We're going to figure this out. They're telling each other that they're in love with each other. And then. He just disappears. So all I know so far is that neither one of them really told the truth to the other. And I don't know what his secret is, but I do know that she is still married. She's separated. Like, the marriage itself is totally over. But she realizes that he could have found out that she is still married. This sounds good. I it's don't good. usually like thrillers, but I'm intrigued It's by not a thriller. It's, oh, okay. it's a romance. But, there's, but it's a little bit thrilling because we don't know what their secrets are. I'm into this. Maybe I'll read this. So it's cute. Um, I stayed up till like midnight last night reading the last, like the first third of it. That's how you know it's a good book. Yeah. When you, but I like need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you're looking for something to read, we can fully stand by our next book because we've both read it already. And yes. we, we loved this We read book. it like a month ago. Yeah. And the minute we read it, we were both like, this needs to be one of our picks for the podcast. Yes. So this is um, Emily Giffen's newest book. And Emily Giffen wrote the Something Borrowed and Something Blue books. That One of them was a movie with Kate Hudson and... Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Was it Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Oh. Was, was Jennifer it? Goodwin. Oh, it was. I mixed them up. I don't know why. Okay, so this is called All We Ever Wanted. And uh, basically the book is about this woman who um, has married a very wealthy man and they have a high school age son who is like all around, you know, he plays sports, he's going to Princeton, he's on a great path. Um, and then there's a second family uh, with a single dad and he has this daughter, Lila. Uh, she goes to the same school as uh, Nina's son, but she's there on scholarship. And... Um, it's like a huge coup for her to be going there, but there's a huge scandal after there are, um, sexy photos. I don't know what you, how you would describe it. Um, yeah. that are snapped at a party while Lila is passed out that involves yeah. Nina's son. So she's wearing a skimpy dress and her, I think she's passed out with her nipples showing. Yeah. And so, um, there's something about, there's kind of two plot lines. So there's the plot lines about the parents and Nina and her husband's marriage. And then there's a second plot line about the kids and about cyberbullying. And I, when I first read the description of this book, I was like, oh, I don't know if this one's for me because 
I'm not married. I don't have... I have the same thing. Yeah, I don't have a high school age child. That child that I don't have is not being bullied. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, like I don't know if I'm going to really relate to this one. Yeah. I loved this book. I definitely cried. It's not sad all the way through, but it was very thought-provoking, very interesting. It was super good. It was super good. And all of Emily Giffen's books are like super feel-good and just like... make They're like chicken soup. Like... I just love them, and they're this, real. They're well written. They're well written, like page turners. Yeah, yeah. I just love her. So we're gonna talk about it next week. I'm gonna reread it again. Are you gonna reread it? No, because I'll have to buy it because I did in the Stripe Facebook group. I'll send books off to oh. my readers, so I'm not. I can't reread it because I don't want to buy another copy. I'm gonna reread it. I want it to be fresh. I'm super excited to talk about this one. I actually have a lot of friends who have been reading this recently, so maybe it's on your to be read list, or maybe you're reading it too. It's really good. Anyway, join us in two weeks for that book club. But next week, we are going to be doing an episode all about skincare mm-hmm. uh, with our friend Jackie that we're going to record in Mexico while we're there. So if you have any questions, send them to us. Our email is badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send them to us on Instagram at badonpaperpodcast, which is also a good reminder to follow us. Follow us. Grace, where can people follow you on the internet? Um, my Instagram is just my name, Grace Atwood, and my blog is thestripe.com. Now you have to ask me. Ugh, Becca, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. Yay. So follow us all. Make it a big happy love fest. Be our fake friends. Leave Leave us a review. Ugh, jinx. (laughs) We're so desperate. Uh, No, but it, it really helps, guys. It does. And we'll see you next week for an advice app. Thanks. Bye. Bye.